Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick Gary in the studio. And then connected via the web today, we got Mike the Mariner and Barry the Boater rounding out the uh, crew on this Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully, you're making the best of it today and um, considering at least going out in your local waterways and doing some boating. Uh, Captain Rusty would be joining us, but uh, he told me right before the show, he goes, man, we are slammed. We are doing such great business today on a Memorial Day weekend in Jacksonville, Florida, at Jacksonville Marine, that uh, he doesn't have time for us. He has to sell boats. So uh, <laughs> we wish him the best, and hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll sell a lot of boats and then be able to take us out on a few of them here in the next few weeks or so. All right, so, uh, Patrick. Yeah, all right. Let's What? Let, what? All right. Four years right years years he says i i had been touting the benefits of boating video no studio video yeah back four studios ago with the uh going so far back we were actually using a flip video camera yeah and then posting after the show the the best little snippets right and then you finally come around and put cameras in the studio. Trying. And you, got, you got all these mo- one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight monitors all pointed at you. Right. I have to bring in my own laptop. Mm-hmm. And you position me. I mean, physically come around yeah. and move the chair so that it's in the best possible spot. Right. And then you've got the giant logo blocking me off. On the live video feed, so that no, whether it's Mike, no, whether it's well, Mike or Barry talking, yeah, that now all you see, I think I look like Kilroy. You see that from the bridge of my nose up to my the top of my skull cap. That's it. So congratulations, Greg. Well done. Well, wait, I can do an adjustment. No. Yes. No. 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 I can do this. Barry, Careful, what you- Greg, is it? She's going to make you sit outside. <laughs> well, you know, we should only be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I will try to make an adjustment. So no, uh, I don't want you to make an adjustment. Well, it, I'm just pointing out the I'm, fact that you you have harped on me about you got to be on camera, you got to be on camera, you, you are be on, on camera, camera. And, and, and it's just a little far. I mean, yeah, I could probably pan the camera down so it shows a little bit more of your torso. Is that what you're asking? No, what do you mean? No, that's <laughs> no, all, no. Nobody no. wants yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling. I, I, I swear to God, this little inset here that you do that Mike and Barry pop on. I believe you made that bigger. I believe you're actually. You're, it's like I feel like I'm in like one of the Brady Bunch squares, and I'm get. I'm like. I'm like Bobby, and I'm getting squeezed out through the the bottom corner. No, that's incorrect. You are so incorrect. I I I disagree. I I because there's you on camera. There's right? you on Which camera. There's the Mike on camera, thing. and then barely me. That again. All right, um, I'm going to fix that. But yeah. we do have some viewer mail that we have to address from Sebastian. So read it. What is the question? Uh, I'm not reading that. What do you mean you're not reading? All right, that? Let, let, read it. No, no. Sebastian Here, here's the was thing. nice Here, enough. He actually called up no, the, let, let, during the week stop. this week. Here, 
because I constantly monitor news feeds, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, the, 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 the Internet itself, and the number of people. Greg, when you were having your heart issue, did you go to Facebook and say, hey, guys, I'm having uh, like these really bad chest pains and shooting pains down my left arm, and I feel like I'm going to die. What do you think it is? Should I go to the doctor, or do you just go to the doctor? No, he went diving. <laughs> of course he did because right. it was lobster season yes i have priorities <laughs> that makes perfect sense yeah. he went to the doctor after lobster diving the number of people that go to these forums whether it's on facebook or the other boating forums and look why don't you just call volvo penta they have a great action service network Mercruiser has the same Yamaha has the same Garmin has the same Fusion has the same instead of it's like do you what do you really want to solve the problem or do you just want to get everybody's opinion so that when you make the stupid decision you can say well I asked everybody on the internet and this is what they said to do so it's not my fault well no he I actually talked to Sebastian about this uh painting question he wants a hard bottom paint can we move on now no, why don't you? Why don't you actually uh, ask? You know, uh, describe what he's asking specific. Specific. What bottom paint should he use on his boat? That's what he's asking. He should right. use a hard bottom paint. But what's right? I mean, when you do your uh, homework, part of it is is reaching out to call people that the bottom can... paint manufacturers. Why are you relying because on the he... boatyard or even this show? Do you what? think? Do you think that we know what the heck we're talking about? No, just what? look at you. Well, that's why I actually uh, I said, look, uh, uh, put it down in an email. I will make sure it gets to Captain Patrick. We'll address it on the show. He wants a hard bottom paint. That's what he wants. But I but would, why? I, I, w- I, would, why I would always suggest that you contact him, whether it's Pettit, whether it's Interlux, whoever it is, and you contact them and say, this is where I boat. This is the way that I use my boat. These are the water conditions, and they are going to point you in a direction because they want the best product on your boat. They want you speaking well about their product. You rely on a boat yard. Yeah, well, I think you need the, uh, you know, uh, for the budget conscious guy, you, know, you got the $20 a gallon stuff. But what I think you really need is $120 a gallon stuff. And, um, you know, you're going to need like nine coats and, you know, it's going to cost you, you know, $5,000. And you're like, oh, my God. Okay, if you say so. Mm-hmm. And instead of just calling yeah. the people that make the product and want you to have the very best product that they offer and the best application instead of relying on somebody else. I get these calls all the time during the week. Yeah, and you talk to them, don't you? Yes, I okay, do. Okay, that's all Sebastian did. He reached out to and us. And I'm telling you, help. it's a hard bottom pain is what he wants. And the why? Explain okay. that for okay. not just to Sebastian, but everybody listening today okay. so that might find themselves for, in this for, same First and foremost, if you're doing bottom paint, okay? Yeah. And bottom paint, you can actually do, it's not just for saltwater application, okay. uh, whether it's brackish water like where Mike is. Um, if it's on fresh water, there are people that... Uh, we'll do it as well. There are some lakes um, here in the United States. I, I know like Lake Lanier up in Georgia that is incredibly acidic at times, especially when that lake level drops. Um, Mike, you think the St. John's is brown and dirty? 
Boy, Lake Lanier ain't got. N- I mean, I have nothing on Lake Lanier. Really? Because right. They, oh yeah, right. the, ta- the tannic acid it. they had an issue about ten years ago. It was staining. I mean, yeah, permanently staining hull bottoms of yeah. all mm. different types of manufacturers' boats to where not even not even uh, uh, your acid wash was getting it off. It, it was it was bad, mm. it, and then it started to blister, which was even worse. Wow. And that's just because of the brackish water. No, that was because of the tannic acid released by the cypress because the lake level had dropped so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Lake Lanier feeds uh, three states, uh, which were in, were in constant battle um, with, with Georgia because, so because of, that, one of those states. These brown skid marks would not come no, off the not, bottom not, not skid marks. of their uh, hulls. So when, and, when we talk about bottom paint, you yeah. have to look at the area where you're boating and the way that you're using your boat right not only that where are you docking your boat if you're in an area the warmer the water the faster or the higher the rate of growth you're likely to experience and the less water movement even if you're on an area that has a tide change but if you're in a backwater bay that has very little water movement other than up and down you're going to experience a higher rate of growth. Exactly. And an ablative paint, which is a soft paint, will only work if you have some water movement to remove those thin layers of paint. Well, that, and and for somebody who's using their boat a lot, ablative paints work really well because it's, imagine a bar of soap, Greg. Yeah. Okay. Which I know you're not familiar with. Yeah. But imagine a bar of soap. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and as you as you use it, it gets it wears away. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And a blade of bottom paint works the same way for Sebastian because he that the power cat that he has isn't getting used all that often, and he's in a backwater area, not a whole lot of water movement. He's going to want a hard bottom paint. Okay, but now, now but okay. even with bottom paint, mm-hmm. if you're in an area that doesn't have a lot of water movement okay and you're not using your boat that frequently you're probably still going to want to hire a diver to come out periodically and clean the bottom clean the running gear and make sure especially your strainers um your your uh seacocks your through hole fittings right to make sure all that's clear yeah we but, get, we but get, wait, when, wait, you, no 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 when, no, when no, they uh, drop the soap are you supposed to bend over see i tried I tried because I, I, I knew exactly tried. where he was the, going. You send the diver in there to to get it, and they just have to be. Makes careful. you want to use body wash. Instead. Yeah, I'm hip. I'm I'm feeling dirty already. More We're actual boating news when we come back on the world of boating. Right. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast dude you are right carmen your uncle roy has a sweet boat yeah and i know what they say money can't buy everything well maybe so This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick in the studio, and also Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, connected via the web. We are navigating the latest boating news and information, and then just doing a lot of bitching back and forth, as you would typically do on a uh, Memorial Day boating weekend. Especially if you were on board. What do you mean, if you're on board? If you... We're on board. Oh, if I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> if, like... Believe me, if you were on a boat with myself, Mike, and Barry... It'd be a party. No, you would be socially and emotionally distanced. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, you make do. me walk the plank? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, you... you no, no. If I if I went on board, uh, the, the heads would be backed up. You would be the I guy that one of those installed. <laughs> what, a head? No, a plank. A plank? You did? <laughs> no. Every boat should have one. Yeah, we call it a bow pulpit. Uh, just when, you know, if you have a passenger who just gets a little bit out of line, then you just, uh, you know, break it out, hang it over the side. You know, that's that's one thing that I got to say in boat design, especially in recreational boats, that more, of I, a, more boats should have them, right? I really miss is the elimination of the bow pulpit. The bow pulpit. Yeah. Which would be what yeah. for those not familiar with what you're talking about? Uh, everybody, little- everybody listening knows what we're talking about, other than you. No, I know, but I want to make sure everyone <laughs> else does. So please describe it. It's an extension over the bow. Okay, back in the day, it would have been probably a called very- a plank, like a no. Like, it would have oh, been what? called a bow pulpit. Um, it would have been made usually That's- at 
out of like a, a two inch or three inch teak. Yeah, um, yeah. the bow oh. ra- the bow rail would have. Oh, been it's a- the thing that uh, Leonardo the anchor the anchor cradles in it. Well, yeah, but it'd be the thing that Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. got out there with his uh, better half on Titanic. No, the, the Titanic Actually, did not have no. the Titanic did not have a it, bow pulpit. No, well, but it did have the bow railing. That's what. He yes, said. it's the same kind of thing. No, it's it not. Is. It isn't. No, it it's isn't. not. Why isn't it? It's because one further. is a pulpit and the other is a rail. For crying out loud, Greg. Uh, does the pulpit have a rail around it generally? Yes. So I am correct as usual. Moving on. You know in the movie Jaws. <laughs> moving on. Moving you know on. in the movie Jaws. Very when good. When they're at the very bow of the boat. Yes. And Quint is trying to shoot. Okay. The shark. Right. He's on the bow pulpit. Got it. I I, I see what okay. you're saying. Yeah. But boat design that has gone away unless you find somebody who's doing a classic design. Um. By and large, bow pulpits have gone troll, away. Yeah, of, troll, yeah the, the older trawler designs that are still being produced yeah. still have bow pulpits and things like that. But yeah, the newer boats, the sleek designs, uh, you know, they're just not classic anymore. They don't have, you know, they don't have that that character. And I think a bow pulpit is a great thing. You know? Yeah, but the yeah. new boats have the flat working area, usually a level working area up at the bow for working the anchor, handling your lines. So that slope deck going all the way down to the nose, if you will, that, that's that gone away a lot. So it's a lot safer, especially at nighttime. You've got a level surface, wide, flat yeah. to work on. Well, uh, that's the way my boat is designed. It's It's got a flat surface. I'm looking at it right now because I'm, I'm on the foredeck. So it's got a yeah. flat area. And an, I guess you'd call it an integrated bow pulpit because if you look at the, the forepeak of the boat, um, it kind of it, it, it molded into... Uh, kind of a bow pulpit area but it's really molded into the boat itself yeah by by the way we need to clarify that mike the mariner is obviously broadcasting near a a swarm of uh, locusts uh Uh, no birds uh, those Uh, are birds those are are birds (laughs) wow those are weird sounding birds today out there yeah uh, we've got birds all over this marina and uh, yes uh for those listening i am on the foredeck of the boat, and birds are flying everywhere, so you're getting nature in the background. Okay. It just adds to the ambiance here. I thought it was the uh, sign of the apocalypse. I, I digress. All right. Let's get back to the bottom paint. Yeah. There are some other things that we want to talk about in regard to bottom paint. All right. Um, because I actually had a, a customer call about this very subject this past week, and he's getting ready to Is take- his name Sebastian, by the way? You could turn off his mic. No, no, he can't. Actually, I, I control that as uh, it's part of a uh, the duties of a first mate. You're welcome. But go ahead, Patrick. I, I'm just gonna. I got to get you like a fidget spinner that you could just play with while the adults have a conversation. Oh, about cool! Yeah. Do you have one? Uh, no, but I'm just gonna crumple up a piece of paper and let you play with that. That'll keep you. I'd occupied. prefer a brown box. Yeah. Um. So the the. The question I had this week was a guy that was getting ready to move his boat from freshwater uh, up in the, the Midwest down to Florida and was asking about bottom painting. And that got us into a whole discussion about, because this is, Mike, very similar. It was actually the same model boat that you sent me a picture of, that 35SC. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing with that boat is you've got stern drives. Okay. So, and you've got some underwater hardware there, some scoops, some through-hole fittings. So that got us into a discussion. If the boat's staying in salt water, one, the type of bottom paint, 
and the application process because oftentimes when you contract with a service provider, you get their boat, they put it on the hard, um, you go in, sign the contract, you walk away, and you really don't know what they're doing. Okay, you, you take it on faith that they're doing it correctly. And you get what you pay for, you get what you've asked questions about. What is your application process? For the hard bottom paints, really works better if it's sprayed. The soft ablative works better if it is rolled on, and then you want a short nap-haired roller because, again, we want to reduce the texture that we wind up with so that we don't lose a whole lot in the way of hull efficiency, the boat moving through the water. Yeah, Mike. So I have a question about that. So does it matter whether you have a planing hull or a trawler hull? Is there a different bottom paint that is better for each of those applications, whether you have a boat that you know, cruises at 27 versus 12? No, it, it really comes down to how you use your boat and where the boat is stored uh, is going to determine, like with Sebastian, uh, in an area, of course, he's in salt water, not a lot of tide movement, doesn't use the boat a lot, he's going to want a hard bottom paint. If he was out he running a charter, let's say, um, so he's out four or five times a week running that boat, a ablative would probably work well. Both are going to leach out, um, you know, the the uh, the uh, biocide there to help return retard the growth. But when we get down to running gear, that gets us into a whole nother discussion because with stern drives, your transom shield and your drives are aluminum cased, and you can't paint those with the same bottom paint that's going on the hull, and you need to make sure that the yard is leaving a barrier. A, an area that's unpainted between the bottom paint on the hull and the aluminum-cased uh, transom assembly. Is that because of the copper content in yes. the bottom paint? Yes. You'll get galvanic corrosion. Yeah, really. But on the sacrificial table of metals, you're going to have zinc, magnesium, and aluminum. It's not a big step between those sacrificial metals that right. we use as anodes to the aluminum that's encased your stern drive and your transom assembly. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the radio show devoted to boating. Yes. You almost blew that. What are you talking about? That's not how you always come back from break. I got to mix it up every now and then. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it is called one, a stumble in the it, biz. You are a liar. <laughs> there was one other thing I was reading about a blade of paint, or if you're going to change over from one paint to another, is that you should not apply a hard paint to an ablative surface. You need to remove that old paint first. Uh, usually down to the uh, gel coat. Yeah, we're 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 heading in that direction. We're not done with this subject yet. You see, one oh, one okay. listener email, mm-hmm. and Greg was like, "You got anything for this?" It's like, "Oh yeah, don't don't you worry." Uh, we could this could be. Well, it five. started with a big argument. You got all mad. No, it didn't. No, I didn't get mad. And now I, we're I actually didn't get mad. But my my point being is, if as a consumer, instead of trying to crowdsource information via opinion 
Which is better, the Mustang or the Camaro? You're going to start fistfights. What's better, Mercruiser or Volvo Penta? You're going to start fistfights. By the way, Volvo Penta is the superior product just the way because the way that their outdrives are built hmm. um, and the gear sets are. Right. And this is but from Yamaha somebody- makes great engines. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I smell and a but, fight. but what Volvo Penta did with the 7 Marine product by putting the duo prop lowers on it and putting her wet clutch technology in there, I think is really kind of set the bar. Yeah. They're Tune still, in next week when we have uh, Captain Patrick and Barry in a cage match of <laughs> coleslaw wrestling. Ew. Um, so when we get down to doing the transom assembly and the drives, those have to be painted, especially now, again, you, as a consumer, you need to ask the question of the service yard that's doing the work. How do you do this? Because a lot of them, I shouldn't say a lot of them, um, they may, depending on the service yard, once you walk away, they might just take out a, a can of uh, Alumacote and just slap it all over the transom assembly in the drive, and that's not the right way to do it. You actually need to sand, lightly sand, that assembly Okay, and then you should really primer it and then bottom paint it. And when I've bottom painted, I have actually done this as a special option at the factory. And I'll tell you how I did it when we come back. Sprayed it with Pam, like the olive oil type, make it really slick through the water. Just close. You're close. All right, see? I'm a genius. You're welcome. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Everyone's counting on you. When the Titanic was sinking, the captain stayed on till the very end. Yeah, well, I'm no captain, okay? I'm the other guy who dressed up like a lady and snuck into the lifeboat. I'm ashamed, but alive. Now let me go. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. Oh, I'm feeling mighty sick. That's pretty typical here on the world of boating. Our captains, uh, especially when it comes to Patrick. At least his blood pressure rises a uh, number or two. I just, do- I just donated platelets this morning. I'm fine. Are you? It has nothing to do with blood pressure, though. Yeah. I'm sure it's went up. That's just what we do here at the World of Boating. If, I, if my blood pressure was up, I'd, I would have sprung a leak where they put the needle in this morning. Okay. Well, that'll that'll go over great on Facebook Live today. Hope it you're would. enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, we apologize as well. I am Greg, your first mate. Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, part of the crew, as well as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, so, I mean, we got more to, yes. you know, so, the, a, after you've picked your bottom paint, then this is like a, a an added step or like a little uh, well, this, trick or this what? This is if you have a stern drive or if you have part of even your outboard engine that's going to stay in the water, doesn't trim up quite far enough, um, and is going to be exposed to salt water. And in some cases, even fresh water can be somewhat destructive as well. So you have to take in that into account. Okay. okay. So when we're doing, in this instance, let's say a stern drive boat um, that's going to be in salt water and the bottom paint's been been painted, whether it's with a, with a hard or with an ablative or uh, something in between, which would be, and I hate to use this term because I know Greg is, a, but a semi-hard bottom paint. Oh, damn. <laughs> There's so much, so much radio gold. You guys really need to to steer clear of that one. Yeah, I was trying, but I, you know, it, it's actually it, that's the terminology. It's known as a semi-hard bottom paint. 
That's why she said. Yeah, there we go. Okay. There we're moving we go. on. He never disappoints. Uh, when we come down to do the transom plate or the transom assembly in the drive, again, need to be lightly sanded, um, should be primered with the appropriate metal primer, and mm-hmm. then bottom painted. Now, a lot of people will look at it as, you know what, in a year, I got to have it redone anyway, so I don't care, just slap the bottom pane on there. I go the extra step, and I'll thin that bottom pane out to the point where I can spray it out of an airless sprayer. And what that allows me to do is, one, I get a very smooth coat, almost like a factory finish. Hmm. Two, when I'm turning the drive to port or starboard and trim it up and down, you want to make sure that those interior walls and the bellows hoses and all that is getting coated as well. And a lot of people, they don't realize that the outside they see is done. They don't see that the inside of the transom shield has been done. And you get growth in there or you get growth on the bellows hoses, um, which takes us to a point where do I leave the drives trimmed up or do I leave them trimmed down when I'm in saltwater? Always leave them trimmed down. Right. Uh, unless you're in an area that's prone to such a tide drop that it, they're going to be sitting on the bottom. But when we leave them trimmed up and that that bellows hose is stretched out if it's there for an extended period of time you could get growth in those little valleys if you will yeah. of that hose and, yeah, and who wants a dirty bottom you, i mean you, come on and we're not talking about bottoms we're talking about bellows hoses yeah. well it's um, part of you, the bottom could, even though those bellows hoses are uh pretty stout barnacles are um pretty amazingly pretty, sharp yeah they are um uh, so Again, you get what you pay for, and a lot of people are going to look at it as, I got to have it done in a year anyway, um, just go ahead and slap the paint on there until such time as they got to have that drive pulled off, and then you know the, uh, the, the nuts there have been completely painted over with three inches, and you can't get a, a socket on them. That brings us to props, okay? So props, a lot of times on these stainless props, um, people are going to go ahead and they're going to bottom paint those as well. I wouldn't do that. If you're going right. to do it and you're going to do it right, use something like prop speed. Don't use something like bottom paint that's going to degrade the efficiency of the propeller. Use something that's going to retard growth, but yet increase blade efficiency, increase the overall uh, performance of that prop. And by doing the outdrive the way that I described, if you have somebody who can spray that, in a through an airless sprayer and and is adept at doing that again the less disruption the less rough surface we create the more efficient your boat is going to be going through the water yeah the best thing to do on a prop though isn't it just to have it like uh polished and that kind of thing ideally sure because when you polish you don't get growth at all that's greg you you hit uh, that's a, a well, no, I, I, I mean, like, like sanded down. I mean, what is your maintenance on your prop is my point. Every year. You sand it down or what? Every year when your boat's coming out of the water for mm-hmm. its maintenance, yeah. okay, you should be pulling your props, sending your props out to have them clean, trued up. Yeah. Because it's always a good thing to do. And again, it's part of the cost of owning a boat. Right. Uh, you're going to have your outdrive pulled. When the outdrive's pulled, it gives a chance for the bellows hoses to be inspected. It gives a chance for the but gimbal when it ba- comes, Let me finish. Oh, gives Hurry up. I wanna- the, the gimbal bearing to be inspected, the yeah. engine alignment to be right. checked. Mm-hmm. While the drive is off, the gear lube is drained. Mm-hmm. Before the props go back on, if they need to be reprop speeded or reprotected, that's all done while they're off the drive. Right. Then, most importantly, that prop shaft is greased because often enough, it's been five, six, seven, eight years, and it's not until you hit something 
and you take it to the service yard and they say, Mr. Holt, we got good news, bad news. Mm -hmm. The good news is you're getting a new prop. The bad news is, see that tree over there? We call that the prop pulling tree. And we're going to take this blowtorch and we're going to cut this thing off. And we're going to use that prop pulling tree because we're going to chain your 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 prop to the tree. And we're going to yank this thing and try to get it off of there without destroying the prop shaft. Because you were foolish enough not to pull your prop every year and grease the prop shaft. One of the easiest things you can do other than changing your engine oil and changing your, your fuel filter. Got that. But what about the uh, actual surface of the prop? You talked about spraying it with that. I didn't talk about spraying it with anything. I thought you said with uh, airless uh, spray. I absolutely product. did not. Okay, whatever. What pro- do you do? Using a product like Prop Speed, right. which is a three-step process where okay. you actually wind up lightly sanding the prop, you acid okay. wash it, right. and then it's a two-part, it's a it's a paint, and then it's like a uh, polyurethane coating over the top of that. Ah, okay. Creates so, a very slick so it's surface. Like, it, it's very similar to, to kind of like... Uh, yeah, you know, doing a hard wax on a car or something like starting starting with rubbing kind Absolutely, kind of. completely different than that, but you were close. Well, okay, that's all that matters. So, I mean, have you done that to your boat, uh, Mike the Mariner? Or no? Uh, not yet, actually, but I'm about to uh, yeah. uh, haul it for the first time. Uh, I bought this boat about a year ago. Right. Over a year ago. Okay. And I'll be uh, pulling it out uh, next month. And going through everything he just described. Yeah, and Barry's had his boat for a long time, and it's been in the garage out of the water, though. So, have you no, had to I, do I, much of that? No, I. But I pull the prop every year, and yeah. I also change the oil because you want to check and make sure the oil is not uh, look like a milkshake. Otherwise, well, of you course. Have water but what about when it comes to your prop? What do you do to your prop? No, it's just a standard white aluminum prop. It, uh, we're not talking about high performance here. All Barry's right, boat fine. stays out of the water. He's not right. worried about that. This yeah, is so I don't have any growth stay on in it. the water. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, he's talking about not having growth grow on those props or having that yeah. seagrass grow into it. So you just but polish your prop. Any- Right. Has anyone no, ever Teflon well, rub it down, rub it off? No, you, know. you don't rub it down. He rubs his prop all the time. Patrick, and then he works on his boat has, sometimes. Patrick, has anyone ever Teflon coated a prop? I don't know. I don't think that would wear very well due to the RPM. Yeah, I think that would come off like almost immediately. Really? I, right. I mean, plus, it, you it's, plus, you don't want to put anything on a prop that is thick enough to change its actual shape. Yeah, when right. you start well, getting into changing the cup and things like that. Um, well, this coating that you spray on is not thin, is it? Well, you know, the, the stuff I'm talking about, prop speed, isn't sprayed. Okay, it's yeah. actually, after you acid wash the props, it's brushed on, mm-hmm, and right. then even the polyurethane, that, that f- final coat is applied that way as well. Nothing is sprayed, but when it cures out, it is slicker than the original stainless prop again it's it's and i know there's similar products out there this is one that i have personal experience with it's one that comes from a lot of manufacturers especially on ips powered boats um that it is phenomenal the downside is it's a little costly but so is bottom paint as well so when you're pulling your boat out of the water after a year and again you go in you sign a contract and you walk away are they just pressure washing the bottom of the boat? And then just as soon as I turn the corner in my vehicle, they're they're rolling a beauty coat of bottom paint on it. Or are they taking it and are they lightly sanding it to break the surface, then washing the bottom, letting it dry appropriately, and then putting a new coat on it? Remember, 
there are boats out there, whether they're five years old, 10, 15, 20 years old, that every season have had coat after coat after coat after coat of bottom paint put on without the bottom being properly prepared, which does two things. It adds weight, and it decreases your performance. Hmm. Well, there you go. I think we've covered about everything we can. Are you happy now? When it comes now? to bottom paint, prop, you know, maintenance. <laughs> and you just, you just I told you guys out. I was going to do it, but he didn't catch it. That's, yeah. I didn't expect you to throw stuff on me. It's Memorial Day weekend. You're supposed to be more respectful. More coming up on the World Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i'm popeye the sailor man i'm popeye the sailor man i'm strong to the finish because i eat me spinach i'm popeye the sailor man this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick in the studio, and then uh, connected via the web, Mike the Mariner and Barry Zibor. By the way, the uh, the uh, feedback on uh, Facebook. Right, um, on the Facebook you, Live if, video. If, yeah. you, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, please do so and tell your friends, and of course, worldofboating.com. But apparently, uh, people really like 
the uh, physical shtick of me throwing stuff at you. So you can expect more of that in the future. Nope. You will not. Uh, <laughs> I, I will be. Sh- I will be. Patrick, I will be shipping you sharp objects to throw. Staplers and Damn paperweights you. would be greatly appreciated. Oh, there you go. No, that's, not, that's really hilarious. <laughs> hey, do we have time for a quick story? Yes, tell us. What do you, what do you got there, so, Mike? So, so about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. came out to the boat for the weekend. And uh, when I went down to get the dock cart to go get the stuff out of my truck, I noticed, man, the water's really low. So I thought, wow, okay, no big deal. So I've filled up the dock cart with the cooler, uh, a bag of tools, and some stuff that I bought for the boat groceries, pulled the dock cart over to the gate, was going through the gate, and I was pulling the dock cart through the gate and being very careful because the the ramp going down is very steep because it's a floating dock in our ramp. And then when the, the wheels hit the top of the ramp, I immediately realized this dock cart is very heavy. That was and right away I realized I've got an issue. The acceleration was breathtaking as this dock cart pushed me down that ramp and pinned me up against the railing at the bottom. Wow. It's... (laughs) You think it was possessed, like Christine uh, or something like that, like a movie? uh, There's a couple of things I learned. One, the human brain can process very long thoughts in a very short period of time. Hmm. Two, you know, when you see the railing, grab it. And three, you know, I was thinking about this as I uh, was pushing the dock cart out of my rib cage. You know, you probably ought to uh, make sure that uh, when you're going down a, a steep ramp like that, you want to follow the dock cart, not have it follow you. Right. So when dock carts <laughs> attack, uh, tell yes. me you got this on video. No, I wish I was uh. too busy trying to trying not to end up in the water. All right. Two 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 questions uh, that that I have to ask. Um, yeah. So, by the story you just uh, told, it's apparent that a you weren't using a dock cart harness, or nor were you using a dock cart kill cord. Is that correct? I was not using either of those devices. No, mm-hmm. no. Barry, my, get I, on I that sure because we that we can patent that yeah. right now. That's right. <laughs> so, as the harness breaks, locks you know the brakes would lock up on the wheels. Yeah. You know, just like the carts, if you take them past a certain barrier at the grocery store, they lock up. You can't move them. That, well, you know what? As bad as that is, I, I, speaking of Lake Lanier, which I had mentioned earlier, I was up there uh, many years ago uh, during the winter months, and the lake level was really, really, really low. And the, uh, the ramp going down to the floating dock was completely iced over. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That had to be fun. That was fun. And there's one at Port Canaveral out by Scorpions that, unlike the new ramps that they built out by by, uh, Jetty Park, the one out by Scorpions um, is treacherous. I mean, you don't, I mean, it's, you have to be fully prepared coming out of your vehicle and hold on to the side of your vehicle. It would help for you to have handholds installed on your tow vehicle to Hmm. make your way down to the trailer it is ungodly i've wound up on my backside more than once at that ramp even knowing what i was getting into it is just it's insane sounds like prime viewing for memorial day weekend if you want to go out to a local dock and just watch the festivities 
Uh, people fall oh, that, on that's a ass. fun thing to do. Yeah. It's hours of entertainment. There. Yeah, no doubt. No, they're playing. They're they're actually playing cornhole on my dock right now. There's a party going on about ten boats down, and they've got cornhole. Yeah. Uh, by there. by the way, Mike, I I had a I spoke with a uh, a uh, boating neighbor of yours um, with the twenty six. Um, that we had a nice conversation on the phone, and he's like, "Yeah, so uh, yeah, do you oh, know Richard? Do, do you know Mike?" It's like, "Yeah," he said, "Yeah." He told me that, uh, like, you're a contributor to the boat show that uh, he uh, hosts every weekend. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, he's got this this boat show on the radio, nationally right. syndicated. It's like <laughs> him and Greg, and he yeah. said you call in occasionally and take part. He's talking about you. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I, no. <laughs> he nailed it. No. I was like, he got <laughs> Apparently, he's also now the president or vice president of Overboard Entertainment. I didn't realize that he had gotten a promotion, Greg. You know what? Well, I got a promotion last week. I didn't want to tell anybody yeah. about that. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, that's what happens when you brown nose the owner. Remember yeah. that, Patrick. Is that what it is? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's taking me out on his boat and, uh, someday. He's like going, I'm doing what? Anytime, man. It's part. It's part of the duties as as vice president. Uh-huh. So you know. All right. Well, uh, I don't you know. Avoid uh, docks that have slippery grime or slime. No, all just over. be just be prepared. Okay. Uh, prepared to go ice skating or have those balancing skills. And, and you know what? To, to Mike's point, I'm sure he probably didn't do this intentionally. But we look at all right. It's I got to go from here to the boat. I got to take the Scott, the stock cart. Yeah. How much stuff can I load up in this? Cause I only want to make one trip. Exactly. That's exactly what was on my mind. And make I did two, not realize how three. heavy that thing was. Yeah. And what are the odds <laughs> that it's possessed by an evil spirit that's out to get you? There's none. Pretty high. There are well, no chances. Well, evidently for Mike, uh, he found one. So uh, God bless him. Well, if All you right. put bottom paint on that dock cart, it would have slowed it down. Maybe. Good. Or made it even worse. But uh, on that note, uh, we'll leave it. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better, life is better, better as, as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.